0: So when it came back, he said, you have the aggressive cancer cell. So you have HER2-positive breast cancer. Reality hit, so I broke down and cried. I said in my prayer that if it was my time to go, that I would accept it.
1: Hello, welcome to the Faith and Family podcast hosted by the Tired But Inspired Moms. We are Christians from the Church of Christ, Iglesia de Krista. I'm Bernie Roskidis, and joining me on this podcast is my good friend, Ms. Emery Haro.
2: Hey, Bernie. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. It's October, which means it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. Uh, we celebrate those who are battling it, the friends and family members who are in the trenches with them, and those who have survived it.
1: Yes, and we are also helping to spread awareness with our guest today, Luita Florendo. She was diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer in 2014. The treatment was so tough on her, she cried herself to sleep. But with the support of her husband, friends, and God, she has managed through it. So she's experienced a lot, and we are going to learn a very important lesson from her. She's on with us right now. Hi, Luita, Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Bernie. Hi, Hello.
2: Glad to be
0: here in this podcast show. Thank you awesome. for joining us. Yes.
2: Uh, tell us how you found out that something was wrong.
0: Let's see. started back in April 2014. I had my first mammogram at the age of 42. I was turning 43 in a couple months. Uh, when the results came back from The mammogram, the doctor said that I had some calcifications or white spots in my mammogram. Mm -hmm. So they said, we need to check if you have any cancer cells. So they said, let's do a biopsy. So I did a biopsy and they said it came out negative. But they said, just to make sure, let's do a lumpectomy, which is um, a surgery to get some breast tissue sample. Okay. And after that first lumpectomy, they found a speck of cancer cells. it was like in the milligram, it was like super tiny, but they caught it early. So I was thankful for that. And then they said, you know what, let's do a second lumpectomy just to make sure that it hasn't gone to the lymph nodes. So Mm -hmm. the results came back and it was negative. So that was good. Mm -hmm, But they said the next step is we need to take it to the tumor board to see if you have the aggressive cancer cell. So when it came back, they said, you have the aggressive cancer cell. So you have HER2 positive breast cancer. So that was in August 2014. And they said, you need to do chemotherapy
1: next week. So when you got, when you did the mammogram, it came out negative, right? And then they said, let's just double check. Is that, they they didn't, is that how it went? Actually, um,
0: when they looked at the results of the mammogram, they they saw saw, white spots.
1: Okay, the tiny, Um, okay.
0: Right. And then because I never had any mammogram before that. This was your first one. Very first one. So they had nothing to compare it to. So they said, we need to check it out.
2: Wow. Wow. So it's really important to have a mammogram, right? Yes. Yes.
0: Early detection is key. Yes. Oh,
2: man. Um, and, uh, and when do they recommend uh, starting at, at what age?
0: I was at the time, um, I turned 43. Okay.
2: So, um, your very first mammogram, and then that was in April and then four months you were, you had to start going through chemotherapy. Um tell us what was going through your mind from the moment that you found out something was wrong, right? Because it's just a routine procedure. Everyone says get a mammogram Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and you get one thinking it's just going to be routine and uh, you find out something is wrong. And, and in four short months, you're going through chemotherapy. So like, how, how did you process that in your brain? Let's
0: see for the first reaction, I was um, reality hit. So mm-hmm. I broke down and cried mm-hmm. and then at the time I was the only one working my husband was laid off mm-hmm. at the time wow. so I was thinking how are we going to pay the bills right. how are mm-hmm. we going to survive
2: right wow.
0: so that's the initial reaction.
2: Um, could you feel that something was wrong like um, were you tired were you feeling um, sick sometimes or did it just feel like normal like every day?
0: It's funny you mentioned that because I had no symptoms whatsoever. Hmm. So no tiredness, no sore, nothing sore mm-hmm. in my, my breast. But, um, it was just because of the mammogram, they found that there was something, there was something unusual about my mammogram and wow. that's when wow. everything happened.
2: So, yes. Cause I know I, me myself, I, I get scared of mammograms. <laughs> I had one right. actually, finally, mm-hmm. um, I'm 46 now, and I had my first one, like, um, last year. So uh, for those of you listening, you know, um, I hope this uh, inspires you to get mammogram and, and get early so that um, you can, you know, learn about what's going on. Because like you said, you didn't feel anything different, right? So it was just routine. Um, can I ask, when you found out, um, what were your prayers like? How did you... How did you like turn to God and, 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 and ask for his help?
0: Let's see, I knew that um, my life was in God's hands. Yes. So um, I said in my prayer that if it was my time to go, that mm-hmm. I would accept it. Wow. But then I said, if it was possible, um, I wanted to fight this breast cancer. I wanted to live longer. Mm-hmm
2: so it's almost like that surrender right so uh yes surrendering is
1: is is when when you leave it it's easy to say like you know i'm just going to leave it in god's hands but there are times in the middle of the night your mind starts talking to you but i feel like you're your conviction to just i'm going to let god take the wheel
2: yeah right
1: and 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 you you're still with us today and uh through all this, as, as, it, as scary as it, I can only imagine the roller coaster of emotions you were going through, who was supporting you through, through it all?
0: I guess my number one supporter would definitely be my husband, Cesar Florendo. Mm-hmm. Um, he took me to all my doctor appointments, to all my chemo and radiation treatments. Um, he was practically my nurse at home. Mm -hmm. So he made sure that I was um, well taken care of and comfortable. Mm -hmm. But my other supporters would definitely be family. Um, My family's in Hawaii, the Lanyet family. They were miles away, but very supportive. Then I had my in-laws, the Florendo family, who were here in San Diego. Then I also had my co-workers from the County of San Diego that was super supportive. And another big supporter were my INC family from the locale of South
2: San Diego. You had a lot of support, you had yes. a lot
1: of support, and that i that's and that really means a lot. How has your relationship with God changed through this experience? let's
0: see um definitely when I was going through um the chemo treatments and all that, mm-hmm. um, it definitely made my relationship with God stronger because um despite the chemo treatments. Um, God was so good that he gave me the strength to still go to work. Um, he still allowed me to perform in the choir. So right. that I am super thankful to God that despite the treatments. He you were still doing your thing. I yeah, was still, wow. it was still uh, business st- as usual. Yes. Yeah.
2: through Through chemotherapy and everything.
0: Right. So, and then I I guess I went to work. I went to church. Um, Usually I had a black scarf on because I lost my hair. Sure. sure. But that didn't bother me. It's like, you know, I don't care. Right.
2: I just really admire your positivity. Yes. I actually don't know. Like, what is chemotherapy like? Um, If you don't mind um, kind of painting that picture for for me and and our our guests. Let's see. With chemotherapy, I'd be
0: fine. Um, it, like, I would do it on Friday, but then I would be um, super hyper and talkative for my husband on Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday, and then on Monday and Tuesday would be my down day. It's like, I can't go mm-hmm. to work. I can't do anything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, And then I guess the hardest part about the chemotherapy was um, like when you eat food, it tastes like metal, like you're eating pennies. Yeah.
2: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: So it was hard to find something that your mouth, your taste buds could accept. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest thing. And then um that's the one where one day I was like super hungry but I couldn't eat anything and that's when wow. I cried myself
1: to sleep. Oh. That I can only I yeah. You're just like that piece of chicken looks delicious. <laughs> it tastes like It tastes like a bag of pennies.
2: I know you take away my sense of taste and I don't know how I'm going to continue. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Oh, Hey, that, that's a, that's a lot to go through. Um, what would, what's some advice you'd have for someone who's going through that? Like how, how did you find your strength? Let's see pretty much. Um,
0: like having God as your backbone was a big, big help.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: having the support of family and friends, uh, having a huge circle of support was um, helped me through the chemo treatments.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I heard that after your experience, you started supporting other family and friends who were diagnosed with breast cancer. Why is that important for you to help them?
0: Let's see. Um, when it comes to... Um, my experience with, with uh, breast cancer, I definitely wanted to be open to anyone who was experiencing the same thing or someone who knew someone that was um, going through breast cancer, mm-hmm. because I wanted to like ease their anxiety, kind of mm-hmm. give them an idea of what they're going to go through mm-hmm. or um, some of the good and bad things that um, they'll experience during the chemo treatments.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, how how did... Uh... How did you begin doing that? Did you just identify? How did you learn of of people also right. diagnosed with breast cancer?
0: Actually, after I went through my own um, chemo treatments, it was strange because um, I had a coworker, I had a cousin, and I had three church friends oh, that, that also one. had breast cancer. And then I was open to answering other questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, too. Oh.
1: You know, God has his has his way. You know, it's like he you went through this, this journey that Mm -hmm. was painful, but I always, I always think like when things happen, when I'm experienced things that aren't always the best, best experience, I always like, there's a reason, there's a reason why I'm going through this, whatever it is, I'll, I'll try my best to be present when I realize what that reason is. And I feel like, um, because of your positive positive attitude and the strength that you have shown here's the reason and because you had some close friends and family go through a similar experience Mm -hmm. you were there and you helped create a village for them
2: right it's like uh i i feel the same way like maybe you you went through it uh because you were super strong, you had to go through it yes. first, yes. so that you could turn around and be like, "All right, guys, we got this." You know, um, interesting. That I see. I see that too, Brittany. That uh, yeah.
1: I, so just to summarize, what I'm learning is that number one, to all our listeners out there, right, get a mammogram. Never too late. Right. I'm actually. I'm actually penciling it in. There's like a, like in big, I'm like actually writing it down on my thing. Like big, bold letters. Get a mammogram schedule tomorrow.
2: I won't ignore the letter that came from Kaiser the other day. It says time for your second mammogram. I was like, nah, I don't, I got, I got the first one already. You're fine. I'm good. But get the
1: mammogram. Okay. Number two, find your support and your tribe, which is the reason. Luito wanted to help others, right? And and you, you, like I said, you went through this this journey, and yet um, I felt like God was like, okay, this is this part's gonna be hard, but I promise you, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And um, number three, pray and believe in God. That that's that's what I'm learning from this conversation. And I I have to say again, I am just absolutely just amazed of the just the positivity that you're just sharing with us through this this journey that you went through. So God is truly truly so great. So uh, Luita, I, I I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and joining Emmerich and I and allowing us to go on this short journey with you with what you went through. So I I, I want I appreciate that. we appreciate that.
0: Bye everyone, thank you for having me on this podcast.
2: Yes, thank you so much for sharing your story. We know that someone out there is listening who's experiencing the same thing. And we just want to remind you that you are not alone and God's love never fails.
1: Absolutely. So thank you, Luita, for joining us. Amrick as usual. Mm-hmm. Thank you always for being my awesome co-host. Love so it. thank you for listening to this episode of Faith and Family. And if you enjoy listening to us talk, laugh, cry, build each other up, You can download more on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts under Faith and Family. And as always, please, 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 please leave us a review or just say hi. Other than that, please take care and stay
2: safe. We'll see you next time.